Warning, the podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word, amateurs. It's Amateur Nation with Lou Santini. We call attention to and call out the amateurs. The people who are doing life wrong. The speed bumps of life. The people that are in your way every day. The unintelligent, obnoxious, attention-whoring, self-entitled drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self-awareness, common sense, manners, or social skills and are disturbing the flow of the pros. That's you. Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation. It's not just a podcast, it's a movement. It's that little voice in your mind that says, fuck you to the people you hate. Yep, this is episode 207. This podcast is hosted by an American. Suck it, Stanford. Fans first. Shouts out to Grace Farut, Graham Dyer, Cole, Summer 2017, Clint Weatherby, Courtney Faith Meshack, Travis Booth, Not Your Nana, and Oddball following me on Instagram. My Instagram is lou.santini3. And Elaine Nash in Denver, Colorado, who saw me and had some kind words about my dry bar comedy special, Amateur Nation. And you can get a free month subscription on Dry Bar Comedy by going to drybarcomedy.com. Use promo code LUSANTINI, L-O-U-S-A-N-T-I-N-I, and you get a free month. Again, drybarcomedy.com slash L-O-U-S, promo code LUSANTINI, and you have a free month of funny from Dry Bar Comedy as my gift to you for supporting this show. And if I may, just last episode... I had been expounding on what a great World Cup it was, and many were crowning Messi as the GOAT, the greatest of all time in soccer. And yes, complete props to him. But as I said just one episode ago, to me, in my opinion, the greatest of all time is Pele. And sadly, we've lost, in my opinion, the greatest player of all time. His name, Pele, is of Hebrew origin, meaning miracle or wonder. I'd like to give 10 seconds of silence in honor of the number on his jersey to the one, the only, the great Pele. Here's what's happening in Amateur Nation. Perhaps you had better start from the beginning. Topic number one, topic number one. It's time for This Week in You Can't Say That. Stanford University, you know, the college that you take all your orders from and is the boss of you? Well, you'll be happy to learn that they have a new list of words that you can't say anymore. That's normal. A college, any institution, in fact, in America, telling you what you can and cannot say. In 2022. Totally not Nazi Germany or current China. Nothing weird about that, right, Amateur Nation? It's a new world. No, it's a sucky world and a stupid one and one that pros will not participate in. But you sheep have at it because going along with others, even if it lacks common sense or insults your intelligence, is fun. (laughs) So here is the updated list of bad words that you can't say anymore. In fact, Stanford wants to remove these words from their IT systems and websites. I don't want any of that California bullshit. Too bad. Stanford has spoken. Pencils ready? 
Number one, here we go. American. They say it discriminates against South and Central America. They want to replace it with U.S. citizen. Apparently, it doesn't discriminate against other countries and continents. They're cool with it. If there ever was a more obvious brainwashing propaganda campaign designed to make you disavow, ignore, decry, and deny your legal birthright as a proud American citizen, this is it. Telling you that you can't say what you literally are. If you're my friend listening to this podcast, listening to this episode, and you abide by this, unfriend me and delete my contact information from your phone. You are a commie, period. You don't get to enjoy the remaining freedoms we currently have and then throw your fellow Americans who died for you under the bus. You're absolute scum. I know what I said. Can't say American, huh? Well, Lee Greenwood has some rewrites to do. Can't wait to watch the next season of U.S. Citizen Idol. Not to mention other TV shows and movies to be retitled like U.S. Citizen Beauty, U.S. Citizen Gigolo, and U.S. Citizen Horror Story. Next one. Can't say walk-in. Example, you own a bakery. You're not allowed to say things like, well, in addition to the regular customers, we have a lot of walk-in traffic. Why? You guessed it. It, quote, trivializes people with disabilities. Trivializes? Uh, that's on you, amateur nation. Don't project your nonsense on us pros. But here's the best part. Stanford, even though they're taking words away from you, they will solve your problem by giving you new words to say. You ready? You will replace it with... Drop in. Notice Stanford's choice of words. Trivializes. It's stupidity topped off with a nice creamy layer of guilt. And I ain't buying it. Here's where they didn't think it through. Why just the phrase, walk in? It's clearly the word walk that they have a problem with. Answer, they know if they said, you can't say walk anymore, then they would show their amateur status. Their commie status, their propagandizing plan. No one is going to say, I'm going for a thing where I alternate my legs left and right in order to propel myself to a destination. Good luck, Pantera. <coughs> Next one. Here's a favorite. Can't say grandfather. The dumbest reason ever? Because grandfather Claus denied black people the vote. See, I found a loophole because I called my favorite relative grandpap, so I get a pass. Same goes for papa, pop pop, grandpa, pappy, etc. It's that evil grandfather you have to avoid. Simple and logical solution for Stanford? Instead of calling your grandfather grandfather, call him Legacy. Kids, get in the car. We're going to visit Grandma and Legacy. Here's another one. Can't say, long time no see. Because it was originally used to mock indigenous and Chinese people. I mean, maybe if you hit a gong after you said it, sure. Time for the much more formal time suck. I haven't seen you for so long. People are suffering. Not now, Greta. And the stupidity train keeps rolling with the abolishment of the word master to be replaced by the words primary or main. Because every time you say master, of course, you are thinking of slavery. Like when you sing the definitive thrash metal song by Metallica, Master of Puppets, retitled Primary of Puppets. You heard me, Primary of Puppets, Main of Puppets. I can't wait to see them in concert and hear the crowd chant, Primary, Primary, or Main, Main. Question. Let's say you have two amateurs lined up side by side. You say the sentences, You know, my grandfather is a master chef. He'll walk in any minute. You can ask him yourself. 
And then both amateurs, being weak-minded and stupid, die of aneurysms to the joy of pronation. You might say you kill two birds with one stone. No, no, you don't. Sure, you may have spared the world of two societal drains, but you will rephrase it to... Do two things at once. You don't want to promote animal cruelty, do you? I think you're an asshole. Hey, that sounds like you're discriminating against other genitals. But Stanford hasn't officially decreed any problems with the word asshole yet, so I'll allow it. Can you tell I put a lot of man hours into this episode? Oh, come on! What? What'd I say? What? Oh, you're kidding me! I can't say man hours? Nope, Stanford says person hours is the new improved speak. Yay, higher education! Maybe the Simpsons were onto something. Uh, we object to the term urine-soaked hellhole when you could have said pee-pee-soaked heckhole. Alright, this one I truly don't get. The phrase white paper. Because, of course, it's racist. Renamed to position paper. Are they saying that we replace the word white with position all the time? Me no get. So I can't describe paper now? So it sounds like Stanford has a problem with the word white, so no white out, white Christmas, white wedding, and the beloved Disney classic snow position. Are you lonely? Need some company? Looking for a date? Don't call a prostitute! Head to the seedy part of downtown and now say, I'm looking for a person who engages in sex work. Say goodbye to your wallet and enjoy living your life without teeth. Here's irony. These words trigger amateurs into a conniption fit. Yeah, but you can't say trigger no mo. It's now a content note. The reason? You're going to love this. The phrase can cause stress about what's to follow. Here's the best part. Stanford actually wrote this. Additionally, one can never know what may or may not trigger a particular person. They just used the word trigger, and they said you can't say the word trigger, but at the same time they're saying you can't say it because you just never know what will cause the trigger. Dear God in heaven, please let me have an amateur say to me, Dude, can you not say that? It's one of my content notes. So that I may then take all of his or her possessions without any force. I'll cut you in for 20%, oh lord. And finally on the list of words Stanford says are no-nos, the word brave. It's next on the chopping block. Thank you. Can't say brave anymore, because this term perpetuates the stereotype of the noble, courageous savage. You don't want to perpetuate that stereotype, someone being noble and courageous. And it also equates the indigenous male as being less than a man. Wow, it does all that? It kills two birds with... Oh, oh, yeah, shit. Apparently, Stanford never heard of homonyms. Maybe because the word homo is in that word. Or maybe he's just a big homo. Could be. I don't know. Here's the best part. Brave is being replaced with... Nothing. Hey, who's your favorite baseball team? The Atlanta... What? You know, wink, wink. So remember, amateurs, your legacy, a proud Amer I mean U.S. citizen who put in countless ma sorry, person hours, whether in World War I, World War II, Korea, or Vietnam, fought bravely just so they could preserve your freedoms and defend the red position and blue. Ungrateful little bitches, aren't they? Hey, what do you expect from a university that has a tree as their band's mascot? California is asshole. What have I been saying? Their sports team's name is Cardinal. Not the Cardinals, just Cardinal. And not the bird, referring to the vivid red color. 
I guess raw umber was taken. Hey, what's your team name? Purple. And now this. <laughs> Topic number two. Ah, the holidays. A time of giving. Family, friends, gratitude, gathering, and masturbating around the Christmas tree. Wait, what are we doing? I realize it's a couple of weeks behind, but it doesn't mean it ain't amateur. From the New York Post, here's your headline. Doctor warns against this surprisingly stupid Christmas trend. Don't masturbate with ornaments. No shit. A United Kingdom doctor is raising eyebrows across social media by warning people of the dangers of masturbating with ornaments come Christmas time, which is apparently an actual trend. Yeah, these are the same amateurs who yell at you for not wearing a mask. It is not advisable to masturbate with Christmas ornaments. There's a sentence that I never thought I would say out loud, especially on a podcast. Dr. Sarah Welsh, a gynecologist, told needtoknow.online. She was listing the dildos and don'ts of the scandalous Yuletide tradition which sees people hospitalized after getting frisky with everything from glass baubles ugh, to candy canes. Double ugh. Yeah, I wish they wouldn't print articles like this because... Maybe Darwin was right. Nature really does weed out the nimrods. Let them do it! I'm here to help. So, as a public service, here are the top three ornaments you definitely should not masturbate with. Number three... Garland. I imagine it's used for some kind of choking fetish. Number two, those old school large Christmas bulbs. Sure, they're tapered, but they're fragile. Plus, they're made in China, and China is already up our asses, so why make it worse? Number one, the angel tree topper. That's just wrong. <laughs> Helpful tip. If you insist on masturbating with Christmas ornaments, the tree stand is a great way to catch all the blood. But if you still insist on defiling a Christmas ornament, here are the top three Christmas carols to listen to while masturbating with Christmas ornaments. Number three, the little bummer boy. Number two, oh come all ye shameful. And number one, it's beginning to look a lot like stitches. You get a free month subscription on Drybar Comedy by going to drybarcomedy.com slash L-O-U-S and using promo code Lou Santini. Please subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube. You'll see that every Thursday is Sneak Peek Thursday. Let's get a 60-second preview of what's coming next week. My main website, lousantini.com, where you can connect to my social media, see the latest news, peruse my services, and shop. Topic number three is next. Pros, Lou Santini here, host of Amateur Nation. My dry bar comedy special, Amateur Nation, is now available, and you can get a free month subscription to Dry Bar Comedy just for being a listener of this podcast. And just like this show, if you're allergic to a lack of common sense in today's world, and you like your comedy delivered with uncompromising tell-it-like-it-is bite, then check out my half-hour comedy special, Amateur Nation, for free. Go to drybarcomedy.com slash Lou S and use promo code Lou Santini, L-O-U-S-A-N-T-I-N-I, and you'll get a free month of clean comedy. That will probably still offend Amateur Nation. Drybarcomedy.com slash Lou S and promo code Lou Santini. This is my way of saying thank you to the pros who listen to this show every week. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. 
Hey pros, Lou Santini here. They're running out and half off. No amateurs, men's and women's t-shirts. Normally $22.95, now just $11.48. The men's tees are a soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in sport royal blue. Displaying the no amateurs logo with the waving American flag set at the top. The women's tees are a lightweight, super soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in royal blue. And are fitted. Displaying the no amateurs logo with the waving American flag. T-shirts just $11.48. Please add $6.95 for shipping and handling for all orders inside the U.S. Spend 50 bucks or more and your shipping is free. Available at lucantini.com slash shop. Be a pro. Say no to amateurs and order your half off no amateurs t-shirt today. Topic number three. Hit me! My most hated word of 2022 masks. I don't think I've hated a word more or have grown more tiresome of a word in my lifetime. Not to mention, until the pandemic started, how often did you even say the word mask? At least that didn't refer to Jim Carrey or Rocky Dennis. Well, many an amateur nation, despite written, spoken, and visual evidence of masks literally doing nothing, even Dr. Keebler Alfauci said that they don't still wear them. It's part of their routine when they leave the house. All right, let's see. Got my keys, my phone, my wallet. Balls are tucked back. Got my change purse and my whoopee, a.k.a. my mask. I recently posted a meme that I saw. I don't know, saw it somewhere. Of a cartoon that shows a man wearing a mask, cowering in shame while two nearby pros laugh and point at him. The caption reads, how to interact with someone who still wears a face mask. Now, this struck me as funny because ask my girlfriend, if we're out in public and I see someone wearing one, I loudly say, there's one, and point directly at them. So I posted this cartoon, and of course, amateur nation trolls have to chime in. You ready for the responses? A lot of people with bronchitis wear them to minimize the effect of the cold. Don't shame people if you don't know the situation. I will shame whomever I want. You piss me off! And if you have bronchitis, what are you doing out in the bitter cold? And also, no one does that. Someone else wrote, It really is nobody's business. If someone wears a mask, they are allowed to protect themselves with flus and colds going around. They don't want anyone's germs. People need to start worrying about themselves and stop worrying about what other people are wearing. That was all one sentence. No punctuation. Funny how it's nobody's business if someone wears a mask, but when I didn't and still don't, Amateur Nation is up my ass. What happened to if you're sick, stay home? You know, common sense. Not to mention during the shutdowns of the pandemic, TV commercials telling the healthy to stay home. I recently went to the doctor and when I first went, no masks at reception or the patients in the waiting room. It was like four weeks ago. Just the doctors wore them. I had a follow-up visit two weeks later, and they had them on, and the receptionist handed me one, and I said, oh, so we're still pretending these work, huh? And she rolled her eyes and said, yeah, I guess. Here's my favorite common answer. It's their right to wear one as anyone else's right to not wear one. And my right to point and laugh as they did with fights, denial of services, disparaging remarks, getting people fired, etc., as I said before, no amnesty, no forgiveness. Masks don't work. Do not tell me about rights. Someone else wrote this. So, 
A couple of weeks ago, I had the flu, was pretty sick, was recovering a bit, and already had a doctor's yearly appointment, so I kept it. Not only did they require a mask in the office, but I was still a bit sick, coughing, sniffling, etc. So I wore my mask when I entered the building. Some impertinent jerk began to castigate me like I was a paranoid idiot in the elevator. I told him that the mask was for his protection, as I had been sick prior with the flu. I've not been pro-masking to prevent myself from exposure this whole time, years now, as it doesn't work. But out of consideration for others, if I am sick, it might help prevent me from filling the air with infectious sputum. You're welcome. Don't prejudge. Can and will. As I said, we pros put up with a lot of temper tantrums, denial of services, disparaging remarks, and much, much worse. No amnesty. Masks do nothing. I have no respect for tyranny of any kind, whether from leaders or followers. Also, if you're worried about infectious sputum, cover your mouth when you cough. I've done some dumb things. I'll do dumb things again. Ever seen that video of a man wearing a mask out in the cold? And as he breathes, you can see the air slash water vapors pouring out from all sides and the mask itself. Do you still really think when you cough or talk, germs travel in a perfectly straight line from wherever your mouth is into infinity? Unless they hit the solid steel barrier that is a paper mask? Of course you do, Amateur Nation, because amateurs rarely learn. Amateurs! And now to balance the scales, common sense from Pro Nation. This from Ali Beck-Zek. Governments be like... Don't leave your house. Close your business. Cover your airway. You can die anytime. Let loved ones die alone. Take an experimental medical jab and your family may be terrorists. Also government. Mental health's declining and we don't know why. She continues. This is gaslighting and it's a sinister form of abuse that abusers use to deny the reality of their targets so that they can gain more control over them. No one can psychologically prosper when they're in a gaslighting environment surrounded by people who are inside of delusions. How about this? Why didn't we see anyone wearing masks as prolifically prior to the 2020 pandemic? Easy answer. Propaganda and brainwashing wasn't in full swing. If you truly believe masks work... Why haven't you been wearing one your entire life? Anytime you had a cold or flu. Find a cure! Then a vaccine. Build up our immune systems. <laughs> Get a little exercise. <laughs> It's time for a la carte. People who talk about their sexuality and or pronouns are tiresome. I want somebody to pay a little attention to me. As of the airing of this episode, it's been 30 days since Nuclear Energy Department official Sam Brinton has stolen any luggage. Stop breaking the law, asshole! If men and women are the same, and it's okay for trans men to compete in women's sports, why aren't men in the WNBA? Besides Brittany Griner, why aren't women in men's sports? In the NFL, let's go all in. All pro sports, co-ed. What do you say, amateur nation? Speaking of a league no one supports, Brittany Griner wants fans to continue to advocate for Americans who are wrongfully detained. A. No one cares what that dude wants. B. He wasn't wrongfully detained. He committed a crime in a foreign country. C. If he's going to do anything, maybe start touting about how great America is. Amateur. 
One of my comedy influences, who I saw live twice as a child, and who truly is now a disgrace, Bill Cosby, says he's planning to hit the road on a comedy tour in 2023. He's 85, can barely see, and oh, yeah, that's right, he was convicted on a criminal sex charge in 2018, but he was released from a Pennsylvania prison in 2021 after serving three years when the conviction was thrown out by the state Supreme Court. I'm sure it was racism that got him there. Which people would support this amateur's comedy show? Answer, virtual signaling people think he was oppressed, but not the dozens of female victims. You are no longer of any use to me. Fun fact, in less than a year, the U.S. has spent more than 25 times what Trump's border wall would have cost while we protect Ukraine's border. And the winner for most delusional person in the last century is... Dr. Keebler L. Fauci, who actually said this out loud in front of people. It's nice that some people, you know, idolize me and put me up on a pedestal. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Did you know a synonym for idolize is has pure unadulterated hatred? Three pro things, three things that are done right. It's that time. Here's number one. You know, comedy comes from strife, grief, aggravation, frustration, turmoil, pain, etc. No one ever wrote a successful bit, so I'm getting laid all day and made another million bucks. So as a comedian and entertainer, I struggle with the balance of being happy and tapping into my grief bone, so to speak, to come up with material for the stage and this podcast. Well, that being said, I do indeed prefer overall happiness and balance in my life, which is why I left California and the Hollywood machine there. Recently, the Turning Point America Fest happened in Phoenix, Arizona, featuring a veritable who's who of the top people in the conservative movement, like uh, Carrie Lake, Mike Lindell, Newt Gingrich, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, Harmeet Dillon, and more. But I was particularly interested in PragerU co-founder Dennis Prager's words, summarized here. Here's what he had to say. Happiness is a moral obligation. You cannot afflict people with your bad moods any more than you can with your bad breath. Just like you walk, you brush away your bad breath and you shower away your bad odor. You should brush away your bad mood. You owe it to everyone in your life to have a happy disposition. Fake it till you make it. Now, Bob Hogue, I think I'm pronouncing his na name right, wrote the article for redstate.com. He says, the reason I find Prager's take so interesting is that is not the worldview I was exposed to growing up. In the 70s and 80s, it was all the rage to look deep down into your soul, to obsess over everything your parents did wrong, to wallow in your darker feelings, and to commit to a lifetime of talk therapy. The emphasis wasn't even necessarily what it should have been, finding meaning and happiness. The culture has now shifted away from introspection and more toward guilt. He says, if you talk to many young people these days, you'll find that huge numbers are depressed. One half is scared and guilty because they've been taught that the simple fact of their existence is causing the demise of the planet. The other half is glum because they've been convinced that deep down inside they're racists. I've never thought of happiness in terms of obligation. But if you think about it, it's true. 
You have been put here on earth. You have life. You have people who depend on you. To be an effective parent, spouse, sibling, anything, you fail those people if you are a gloomy grump all the time. Eeyore is funny in Winnie the Pooh, but he wouldn't make a good dad. Notice the Republicans are generally happier than leftists, who would rather find something to be outraged about than they would take a moment to express gratitude. Now, Dennis Prager also said this, One of the few positive things to come out of the left is that so many of them don't marry and don't have children. When fools don't reproduce, the world gets better. Number two. Pro thing from Alert Pro, Crackpot's comedy club owner Chris Kettler of Masson, Ohio. He copied and pasted this, and I love this. Every man is the sum total of his reactions to experience. As your experiences differ and multiply, you become a different man, and hence your perspective changes. This goes on and on. So it would seem foolish, would it not, to adjust our lives to the demands of a goal we see from a different angle every day? How could we ever hope to accomplish anything? The answer, then, must not deal with goals at all. We do not strive to be firemen. We do not strive to be bankers, nor policemen, nor doctors. We strive to be ourselves. But don't misunderstand me. I don't mean that we can't be firemen, bankers, or doctors, but that we must make the goal conform to the individual rather than make the individual conform to the goal. Beware of looking for goals. And listen to this carefully. This is the exact reason why I escaped California. Look for a way of life. Decide how you want to live and then see what you can do to make a living within that way of life. Hunter S. Thompson wrote that. Number three. Did you know you can't spend money you don't have? I know, it's a complicated financial theory. This pro thing is a twofer from Kentucky Senator Rand Paul, this mic drop that admittedly did nothing to stop the 4,000-plus page, trillion-dollar-plus spending package that was recently passed. I brought with me the Omni, 4,155 pages. When was it produced? In the dead of the night, 1.30 in the morning when it was released. Now, People argue that it's conservatives' fault. You don't have the Christmas spirit. Somehow you're holding up government. Well, whose job is it to produce this? The people in charge of spending. The people in charge of both of the parties. When did they know that this would be necessary? Well, it's in the law, September 30th. You got nine months, almost ten months, to produce a plan, to have a spending plan. They weren't ready on September 30th, so they voted themselves 90 more days. They weren't ready last week either, so they voted themselves another week. And now we have it at 1.30 in the morning this morning. But what's the clamor? The clamor is to vote. Vote now. Let's get it done. Why are you standing in the way of spending? Well, the real question is this. What is more dangerous? What is more dangerous to the country? $1.1 trillion in new debt Or as Republican leadership likes to say, oh, but it's a win. It's a big win. We're getting $45 billion for the military. So which is more important? Which threatens the country more? Are we at risk for being invaded by a foreign power if we don't put $45 billion into the military? Or are we more at risk by adding to a $31 trillion debt? I think the greatest risk to our national security is our debt. The process stinks. 
It's an abomination. It's a no good, rotten way to run your government. Six trillion dollar entity, and they want 24 hours to process this, and then they want to go forward. I will be demanding two amendments. One, that this goes against the budget rules. The PAYGO rules say you can't do this. You can't have all this new spending unless it's offset. We will also be demanding that the PAYGO rules are increased. Instead of taking 60 votes to evade the rules, we're going to ask that it be a two-thirds vote to evade the rules. The American people don't want this. They're sick and tired of it. They're paying for it through the nose with inflation. Adding a trillion dollars to the deficit will simply fuel the fires that are consuming our wages and consuming our retirement plans. It's a terrible system. Someone needs to stand up. We're standing up and we're going to say no. Hey, at least he said it and it's on record. And part two. (laughs) I love this. I love this guy. Rand Paul sent $600.01 to Ukraine via Venmo so the country's finances will have to be audited. Will it work? Who knows? Even if they found something, our corrupt government is too worried about pronouns and hosting drag queens to do anything productive. But sometimes you have to keep being that mosquito that buzzes around the head of the government. It's amazing. So many people choose not to know what the government, the institution that works for them, is doing. I should know. I used to be that amateur. Hey, check out my Dry Bar Comedy special, Amateur Nation. Get a free month subscription to Dry Bar Comedy by going to drybarcomedy.com slash L-O-U-S using promo code Lou Santini. Subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube. LouSantini.com has links to all my social media. Hey, send me something that I can read or use on the show, good or bad, and you snag a free No Amateurs t-shirt. My email is Lou at LouSantini.com. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. Go pro. Don't be an amateur. For Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini, and this has been a big major production. It's nice that some people, you know, idolize me and put me up on a pedestal.